got my air conditioner on. It's so freaking hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. hot because we went to the climbing gym. I'm, I'm hot. It's not really yeah. that hot out. But... Yes, you are. Ah, you know it. Yeah. We uh, had a nice rainstorm come through oh, yesterday. Oh, awesome. So. Wow. What's that? Had, um, rain is this weird like occurrence where water falls out of the sky. I've heard of it, but recall seeing it. Maybe not necessarily in your area. Yeah. But other parts of the world. When we were actually back visiting, it rained on the day of the wedding, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course, because yeah. that's what it does. Yeah. It was supposed to be an outdoor wedding. Didn't work out. Of course. I wonder if this rain is part of the hurricane tropical storm that came through Florida. Oh yeah. I saw uh Jeff Eccles with his weather reports on Instagram. He's on vacation. I, I just think he doesn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> <laughs> he uh I don't think he's taken a vacation in very many very many months, very many years even. So he's just like, I'm actually not going to do anything on this trip, and I don't know what that's going to be like. So he's doing weather reports. <laughs> so yeah, you might be right, because he uh, they got a lot of weather down there. Yeah, my uh, they were actually kind of somewhat worried uh, if it like stalled, um, delaying the uh, the Stanley Cup final games. Oh, really? Because it was down in Tampa, or at least last night's final game of the season was last night, where mm-hmm. my Tampa Bay Lightning had won the Stanley Cup. Back to Sport, back. Sports, sports team loyalty just doesn't make any sense to me. Because <laughs> you're, you're like loyal to this Florida hockey team, okay? Like, talk, talk, uh, about, talk about, like, iron, um, irony, right? <laughs> I'm I'm loyal to two teams, which most people don't understand that. I'm loyal to my birth team, the my birth you know, team, the, the Detroit <laughs> teams, and I'm lo- loyal to my my Rays team, which are the Tampa Bay teams. So, mm. for the longest period of time, I got to live in double misery because they because <laughs> they all sucked. Because they all sucked, like yeah. every single solitary one of them. Hey, wow. it's football season. Yay. It's the Suckaneers and the Lions. The Suckaneers. <laughs> yeah. There are other Would it, Wouldn't it be like rhyme. the Suckaneers and the Cryons or something? <laughs> no. I mean, it, you just say Lions and everybody already oh, they, knows. they just get oh, it. Misery. Yeah. That, that, yeah, I get it. Get and it. then you got baseball where at least – once in my life i've had a team that i rooted for within my lifetime uh actually win the actually World wins, series. win something yeah <laughs> however i mean the lions the lions <laughs> the the tigers had gone on a stretch where they were going to the world series on a reasonably recent you know frequent level they weren't winning this? them um, just a, a few years back when they had a really, really good pitching core, but then that dismantled and then they just like plummeted to the bottom. I, I only then, asked because my, I, my yeah. mom's dad, who I was very fond of, he always had a Detroit Tigers hat on always. Cause he came from Michigan 
Maggie. And, uh, yeah. and uh, I, I asked the year because he passed away, I don't know, six or seven years ago. So he didn't get to witness that, it sounds like. Well, he, he did. Well, if it was six or seven years ago, yeah, it's it's been a while. It's been. He, he saw the uh, kind of resurrection of them. Mm. And then he definitely was around in the mid 80s when yeah. they were really good. And then won the World Series, the the bless you boys. And then got the the good old. So, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like so Detroit's got all four major sports teams, including basketball. Tampa Bay does not have a basketball team. And the closest one we have is the Orlando Magic. Mm. Magic. That was uh, Shaquille O'Neal where he started, right? That's that's where Shaq started, yeah. Mm. I think yeah. I told you the story when I met him once. I mean, not... Yeah. He's <laughs> like, what's up, little man? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it didn't even matter who walked up to him. It's probably I'm true, but it sure felt they... like someone who grew up and was always the littlest kid and, you know. Oh, man. Small fry, shrimp. Like, these were my names when I was growing up. <laughs> I think yeah. I was five feet tall when I went into high school. Um, yeah. So I, I've always, I've always been little man. (laughs) (laughs) He just reinforced, he just made it very real to me because he wears what, like a size 23 shoe and, uh, and his hands were like baseball mitts, like just insane size of a person. So I had a, uh, a, a little dude or some guy say that to me, I was looking down as I was walking into the Seven Eleven, you know, not too far from my house. Mm-hmm. And because the, the Tampa Bay area is kind of like where all of the like mid nineties, uh, wrestlers lived. Oh, sweet. Um, Oh yeah. Like WWF yes. back then. Right. Oh yeah. yeah That's yeah. what you're talking so, about. So I'm looking down and I, you know, bumped into a guy and I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I look up and, you know, I, I think I was, think it was either seventh or eighth grade mm-hmm. and he's just like sorry little dude and it was hulk hogan like, i was gonna ask if it was the hulkster hulkamania yeah, oh, yeah. that's and then, awesome then, and then one time uh kind of like on my break from college i temporarily took a job um in retail which of course i realized that i sucked because not a very good salesman actually it turns out that i'm a good salesman but i just didn't like it and i was not a big fan of selling things or convincing people to buy things i guess that might be it you're an architecture dude you you better i know right (laughs) (laughs) i know Uh, you know the irony of all of that yeah yeah so i had my you know i was selling like ties and things like that i was facing the cash register and a guy walked up behind me and they're like excuse me (laughs) Need you guess who that is? Like they're always was it Rowdy Rowdy Piper? No, no, it was that was a uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, Macho! Man. And yes, Sweet. he talked exactly. Yeah, I was like, like you talked. don't, you can't be out of character ever. No, right? no, no, no. He it That's was just, just like was. his his normal voice was was that. That's awesome. But but funny enough, when I was so <laughs> another time during that period of when I was had my hiatus from from college. I was also uh, working at the downtown Hilton Hotel in St. Petersburg, Florida. And that's where, so like next door was the arena where they would do a lot of the the WWF wrestling and stuff. And so I was the the night auditor. Okay. And and so. (laughs) Awesome title. Yeah. Awesome job name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish it was more 
more than what it really was, which was just basically crunching all the numbers and receipts and everything else and just basically closing out all of like the day's uh, take of, you know, both like, you know, the money coming in, people checking in and also like all of like the restaurant receipts and everything else. So it was just apparently because when you go to architecture school, you're good with numbers. Eh, who figure, right. Go figure. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. stereotype. So exactly. Awesome. So you you got to see all sorts of people. I got to see, you know, like the birth of the the, the devil rays at the time. Uh, now they're just called the rays. But, you know, like they had start the team had started and you got to see like, you know, all of these kids that they were like signing these million dollar bonuses and all this other stuff. And they're 18 and they didn't know what to do with themselves. And trust me, I knew what they were doing. Yeah. Everybody knew what they were doing. It wasn't good. <laughs> but, I, but I'm not going to tell those stories because I don't they're all, it. you know, so you'd also have like all of the wrestlers come in there. And so, you know, you'd have like tons of wrestlers there, like all the time. You know, every time I would get off of work, it would be 7 a.m. I'd go down to the hotel gym and I'd start to work out. Well, probably about like 730, you'd start to have all the wrestlers roll in. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, my my skinny spindly ass yeah, is not right. is not going to be lifting with you know in the first one in the very first time I was there was Roddy Piper and yeah. it was just like dude that's awesome because you know I mean one of my uh, uh my wife and I's like favorite like campy pseudo horror slash whatever like cult flick is They Live I haven't heard of it oh you got to so look good. it up. Yeah, it's it's so good, so stupid, but interesting premise to a movie, but it's just a dumb movie. But, you know, it's just one of those weird things. And he's the, you know, funny enough, he's the star of the movie. Whoa. So, you know, it's good. You know, it's Roddy, good. When Rowdy Roddy Piper is the star of the, the movie. But and then you just like see all of these people come in. Jake, the snake robbers, all these other, you know, like just like all of the names from like the the late nineties, you know, were, were just there like working out and you're just like, nah, man. I mean, you don't have to body shame them. You just say, yeah, these dudes are like, sure. Most of them might've been steroidal, but whatever. They were huge dudes. And huge. serious, serious athletes. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can't really you athletic. Can't, you can't yeah. contend that they weren't athletics right. you and know, entertainers, make, right? Like, exactly. like always in, <laughs> always in character yeah oh man that's great i i i, was, I loved randy savage in the original uh, yeah. the first spider-man movie yeah 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 bonesaw <laughs> bonesaw is ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh it's so good it's so yeah. funny that when one of my kids had a birthday and we got this like flying uh shark like it was a radio controlled <laughs> flying shark and they named it Bonesaw, like, and it was just from the movie, right? Like, totally random, but that's what they named it, Bonesaw. <laughs> yeah. So good. Oh, uh, that was, it, what was funny is, like, when he was just, like, you know, he called Spider-Man a freak. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look in the mirror much? Yeah. No, it, it, it was so interesting because, like, the whole, like, North County beaches and stuff were just littered with retired wrestlers. So oh, really? like, you know, it's Clearwater beach and Indian rocks beach and stuff were just like, that's where they all go to, you know, just retire and stuff And it. Gotta you know, be around your I mean, people, I guess. Yeah. 
Hulk Hogan kind of like started that. I think, you know, he, that was, uh, you know, he kind of set roots there and mm. just everybody, everybody flocked to it. Yeah. He was a leader. He was yeah. a visionary. Oh. It was, it was so cool though, but running into <laughs> like literally physically running into Hulk Hogan was like, you know, and he was a big dude now. I mean, yeah, I don't know how tall he is anymore, but you know, like now I'm, you know, six, one and a half, six, two ish. I'm kind of like on the down swing now, but yeah, um, we're shrinking. Yeah. I didn't feel that like I wasn't, I mean, I, at the, at the time I was just like skinny and I mean, I was, yeah, prob- they, they were the probably, opposite of that. Yeah. And they were, I don't mean fat. Yeah, I just mean, yeah, no, they were just like the polar opposite of that. Yeah. They were big, massive dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, I, the way you started this, I, you know, and I, I was like, I don't understand like sports team loyalty. I'm, I'm <laughs> that kind of person. Um, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I, I, it makes me think like, okay, let's figure out a way to tie this to architecture. Um, do people have this kind of loyalty around certain architects? I think some do, right? It's like th- there's some that you, just can't go wrong and, and you'll always be a fan and they, people love their work, but I don't necessarily well, I, feel that either. So I'm wondering like. If this is what's a thing. interesting is I, I sort of found a little bit of wrath in a certain Facebook group that is, you know, like disciples or lovers of Frank Lloyd Wright. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, it's I, like I, the docents when you go visit one of his projects and they, they're like speak of the genius and the no, no, no. And, and it's made in that group is made up of those people. Yeah. Like literally, they, gotcha. they are those people. They're, they're the ones trading the um, stories, right? Yes. To, yes. To, to fill out the monologue of, of being a docent in a Frank Lloyd Wright project. You know, and funny enough, I'm still a part of the group, but don't interact with them anymore because one time I said something derogatory about like one of the buildings and being uncomfortable and stuff. And literally <laughs> like everybody you. just like opened up and just started like trashing me and all this other stuff. And I'm like, whatever. It is the internet. <laughs> yeah. It, it is. It was totally was. How dare you say anything wrong about Frank Lloyd Wright? <laughs> like, how dare look, you come into this cesspool of a Facebook group and, and spew yeah. evils about the the genius that was FLW? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have grown to appreciate, and especially you know later in my career and stuff, I've I've literally grown to appreciate him more so than I was back in the day when like you and I talked about in the last episode where. American architects when they're going and going to school and all this other stuff. And that's you know, who you're you, going to be, right? You're, you're going to be like, Oh, you're the next Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like, nah, nah, man. Nah. And you, just, you, you try to distance yourself from, from him. <laughs> and then you're thinking so, only, a, right. If only. Yeah, a, I, <laughs> and, then, and then now, now you're thinking, man, I wish, you know, I mean, it's like when, when somebody, career. it's like as a musician, you hear some song and you're like, I wish I wrote that one. Right. Like that's what you yeah. feel as an architect walking into some projects like that. Right. Like falling water. Yeah. Man, I wish I did this one. So you'll, you'll get the, uh, so we'll, we'll get back to this conversation in a second, but you know, so we've got our, our new little dog and, um, new old dog. Yeah. However you want to say it. And, um, you know, Freddie loves to bark when like he hears the mailman or if, you know, somebody who is not my daughter is decides to like walk around, you know, he'll start to bark. Um, so anybody, yeah, he's got a motion detector alarm on him. Yeah. And so like, he'll go bark, bark and I'll go bjark, bjark. 
Bjark. <laughs> Fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> so like every time I'm I'm I Bjark him. Nice. This episode is made possible with support from Twin Motion. This episode of the Arcuspeak podcast is made possible by Twin Motion. What if you could visualize your building in a couple of clicks, remove months from the design process, or create a bridge between stakeholders to solve problems before they even come up? Our friends at Twin Motion offer simple, real-time visualization for architects. Their technology lets you view and edit your scene on the go in the same pixel-perfect quality as the final rendering. Twinmotion seamlessly integrates with other tools like SketchUp and Revit, transforming your BIM or CAD models into high-quality images, panoramas, VR videos, or presentations. Sound complicated? Well, what if I told you that Twinmotion enables anyone to present the biggest ideas in the easiest way possible, regardless of previous CG experience? To download your exclusive free trial, Head to twinmotion.link slash arcaspeak. That's twinmotion.link, not .com, slash arcaspeak. This episode is made possible with support from Monograph. Monograph is building a community of like-minded firm owners and operations leaders who are looking for solutions that align with their firm's values. On top of that, Monograph is building the only cloud-based practice operations software built exclusively for architects by architects. Monograph's easy-to-use and beautifully designed software allows you and your team to know in near real time whether you are on pace to deliver a project on budget. With Monograph, you and your team can plan project schedules, budgets, role assignments, and team members all in one place. The best part of Monograph? It doesn't require a degree in finance to use. To experience the difference today, sign up for a free trial at monograph.com. And to underscore their commitment to the community, on August 12th, Monograph will be hosting their first ever virtual conference. It's called Section Cut. This one-day event brings firm owners, operations leaders, and project leaders together to learn from success stories and workshops, all with a goal of improving their business. Reserve a seat at Section Cut today by visiting sectioncut.com. Uh, okay, now you have to recover from that. I don't know how to now. <laughs> get back to that. <laughs> well, but but the funny thing is, it's like you know, speaking of like fans. I mean, big, um, you know, Zaha. I mean, they've got these, you know, like very kind of almost disciple esque type following. Totally, totally, yeah. You know, and and it's interesting. I mean, because you know they make, <laughs> and I would say as a criticism of of their work, you know, only you know, out of more jealousy than anything else yeah, that's that, what I was gonna say. you know, that, you know, their work, their work is great and they're very prolific and they're doing a lot of work all over the place. So they are getting their names out there. Yeah. And you look at like the beauty of, of especially like Zaha, I mean, the, the beauty of, of her work is, you know, it's, it's undeniable, you know, but then you look at it as a project manager and, and, you know, we've been walking around many of these or, or buildings a building before. owner. Yeah. Or a building owner or a user or a passerby or, or whatever. Yeah. And you start to pick apart like the problems that are really going to be. I mean, I remember when, you but know, the, you, there, I but let's Brett, get, let's, let's actually just hone in on that for a second because it's like she gets all the, the glory, whoever we're talking mm-hmm. about gets all the glory and all the blame. And the team was probably hundreds of people literally. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if you think about it, though, what's interesting about that in, in even in Frank's time, you know, oh, Frankie, he had the same thing, really. You know, like he had a team of of draftsmen and thought you were talking about Frank Gary for a second. And I'm like, did he die? <laughs> no, but other Frank. Yeah. But okay. but but that Frank, too. Sure. But, you know, they, they've just got this, you know, this core of team and stuff. And funny enough, like, you know, I, I have a, a good friend and, and you have a good friend that actually, you know, worked for Gary. Yeah. And dare you say something wrong, which I actually did. Uh. And I had a scathing text from my friend <laughs> who, like, you know, just kind of like was yeah. not very appreciative of my comments. And, yeah. and, you know, my comments are coming from things like. You know, look, I mean, as as beautiful as the building is, I mean, you know, one, there's a period of time where you sort of felt like he was almost a one trick pony. But more so, the more you look at him, the more you look at the deficiencies of functionality, of maintenance. I mean, that's not what it's about. You know, exactly. And and that could be that could be something that you care about. Yeah, you could care about that. And and maybe the owner is just like same reason they they drive a Range Rover. Right. It's like, yeah. Or a Land Rover, I should say. It's like, no, uh, I'm just going to pay the bills to get them fixed. Because, yeah, they do break down all the time. But they're damn nice, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they work, man, do they work. But when they when they break, I think it's like, when awesome. they work, they barely work. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they're so nice. And they're a premium. And that's what they are, right? And, and yeah, I think that it's impossible well, to actually to, to judge these accurately. I, I, you know, I think I think when we're let's be let's be honest that we would love to have a crack at the projects that they they work on. And a lot of times the it very much is that the owners are buying the name brand. Sure. They they want that. Yeah. I mean, we're, they want we're something working, aspirational. Yeah. Yeah. We're working on a project right now that has got multiple different projects surrounding it. And if you want to talk about like name recognition we're the lowest probably on the totem pole yeah. in comparison you to are like a drafting all service. of these yeah. <laughs> in comparison to all these other like big name firms that are like like right next door and you know steps down the road and those kind of things and you know you're just like okay yeah, i mean in this particular case it's going to be an interesting how you know some of these people pull off like their own twists because they're known for their twists they're known for like that something very stylistic that you know you look at a building and you're like oh that is this oh, person yeah. and, oh like billy chad and todd williams person. yeah yeah, yeah or zaha or there's or a signature Frank or, sure. or, yeah so but it's going to be very interesting since this is a very style you know this is a mandated style mm-hmm. you know we're there as you know we know our higher ed kind of ex- expertise and stuff um for for the the part that we're working on and i can't say anything more than that and i probably said way too much but you know yeah, you're whatever good. you're good you know um however you know it's to be very interesting to see your <laughs> all of these people are are saddled by a style that is not natural to them yeah. nor to us right um so it'll be it'll be very very interesting to to see how all of that stuff works out but you know people are buying these for fashion you know, very much like, you know, you go back to the football analogies or the sports team analogies. And it's just like, you know, people kind of like glom onto and like deck themselves out and like, you know, the, the oh, Detroit Lions. You can't explain it. It's, it's you're the exactly. It's it's a religion. It's like it's just this. Yep. 
this this is my team and I live and yeah. die by my team. That's why I was wondering if there's anything like that with architecture because I thought it was really interesting that the story you told was from somebody who worked for an architect where the Facebook group, obviously that's the other side of just fanatics, right? Those are fans. Yeah. They, yeah. they may or may not have any architectural training and that is more like the sports team maybe because yeah, they're enthusiasts, but they're not like in it every day and they don't understand yeah. what people who worked for him went through and they don't understand the tantrums and the fits and the, the payments and the, <laughs> the bankruptcies and the, the yeah. mistresses and the families and like the draw, you know, maybe they do see some of that, but they also weren't close to it. Whereas like when you're working in an office, right. you see how the sausage is made. Right. And it's, yeah. it's very different. And, and, and there are still people who, are very loyal to certain brands of architects. It's a it's a very interesting kind of human concept about this this kind of loyalty. Like you, you're you're loyal to to teams in states in which you do not live, right? And I, I think that's super. That's in anymore, but that's interesting, right? Like, or yeah. if a team moves to a new state, it pisses you off, right? Or or something. <laughs> there's things like that. So it's it's just a totally foreign concept to to me. And maybe there are examples of this but I, I can't think of what they are to me but i've never associated myself or been able to kind of see myself in in those kinds of shoes i just think it's really interesting this whole kind of architectural or name recognition loyalty brand loyalty kind of scenario yeah you know and the the interesting thing about it is is that you know i i don't consider myself as the fanatic it's like everybody else it's just like Hey, you know, like say for instance, if last night the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, so like the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup last night, and you know, that's I thought it the, was the England team. Shut your. <laughs> All, although funny, funny enough, I was talking to one of our engineers who happened to be British, and I was just like, "How about that England, you know, team?" And oh my God, it just opened up a floodgate because like, you know, just like he needed an outlet. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, just absolutely, I mean, it's been 55 years since they've been to the, the finals of the, you know, Euro Cup and, or whatever it's called. It's soccer. <laughs> whatever it is. You know. The it's, Eurovision competition? I think that's it. Let's yes, go with that. That would be better. Yeah. Because I, I don't know about you, but as as weird as i thought the movie was it was still so it was awesome. so good <laughs> it, was, it was so good yeah if every, yeah. anybody's looking for a, a a movie recommendation that you want to just have a nice time watching and yeah. not get stressed out and just laugh eurovision with will ferrell and amy adams is that who it was mm, no 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 um rachel mcadams Ra rachel mcadams that's it yeah yeah and it was it was just so funny and so good so good yeah so funny yeah, I, I, I was going to say, like, the other kind of type of kind of religiosity and loyalty around the stuff. Um, and <laughs> funny enough, now it's escaping me. There was another version of this that I was just thinking of. Uh, it'll come back to me. Sorry, derailed. Well, then there's also the repulsion side. <laughs> there is, yeah. You know, it's just like, they can hey, never do well. They can never Thanks. do good by me, yeah. Exactly. You know, it's just totally. like you get that one architect or that one like, you know, experience that you had with 
say an architect or a building or something and for some reason they'll never live it down well i have seen like people try to do like cancel cancellations or like full-on like takedowns on twitter of like frank lloyd wright around his birthday every year you know yeah richard meyer obviously with the me too movement there's yes there's a lot of that and i mean it and though some of the basically almost every complaint is not about the architecture at all it's about the person right so right yeah and you know and and then you know with that you know the then obviously the 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 creations are going to suffer by so you know guilt by association by the creator Mm. and and merited yeah it's it is interesting to kind of think about it where some buildings are praised and some are heavily criticized and you know i I don't want to say vilify like the building didn't do anything maybe it did maybe it didn't but it's like there are some definite turds in the pile right (laughs) and it's but then you look at the whole thing and it's like well can you really do it right what quote unquote you know right every single time with all of the constraints and all of the all of the things that go into synthesizing a building in t- from user groups and constraints and sites and agencies and user groups and politics and deadlines and low fees and oh my god there's so much to navigate there it's a wonder that anything ever gets built let alone some of these showpieces that everybody points at and says that's capital a architecture right there it's actually just phenomenal that those ever happen, but they yeah. do. And they happen in all the arts, I think, you know, and I, I'm not trying to define architecture as an art, but you know what I mean? Like going back to the music analogy. Yeah. There are some that are timeless, right? Yeah. There's, there's songs that are timeless. There's architecture that's timeless. There are paintings that are timeless. And, and how do you ever know if that's what it's going to be? Like, when they were writing the song, did they know it would be a hit when they were designing the building? Did they know it would be iconic for, for that long? Uh, it's kind of a gamble, you know, or it just, it's just a, an outcome that was never really. Well, I mean, let's think about just one building in particular that took such that such a gamble and was so, so out of the box that you just, if you think about it, if you, if you, Put your, put yourself in the position of the client being pitched this particular building, and mm-hmm. I'll let you know what it is in a second. Mm-hmm. I can't. Wait. And you just and you're thinking to yourself, "What the hell are you talking about? No, I don't want that building. I mean, no. It's the giant like wicker basket one, right in the Midwest. No, no. <laughs> it's in it's in Paris." <laughs> The Pompidou Center. Yeah. Could you just imagine like the the look on their face when they're like, "What? You're gonna? Hey, you're we're gonna, gonna turn it inside out? Yeah. And, <laughs> so you you're know. gonna do the insides on the outside? What? Exactly. Yeah. And, but it, but you think about it now. Oh, there's and, a lot of examples know, like that. That's a great example. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that total one gamble right there. It's just like it was such a like so avant garde. I mean, you know, there's avant garde, and then there's that, <laughs> which was just like really you're you're literally gonna, like all the mo- the time that we spend the money that we spend to hide all of that stuff and you want to celebrate <laughs> you want to put it outside i'm sorry come again and right say that one more time and and it just ended up working mm-hmm. i mean i remember when i saw it for the very first time it was probably you know okay so it was i was 18 
um, in the army. Uh, it was literally like the first. So I, we we flew to Germany. I checked in with my unit. They said, you know, hey, it's Friday. Uh, everybody's everybody's off for the weekend, and you know, we're basically you're kind of like free to do whatever the hell you want to. And I had happened to know some people who had graduated in the the class right before me that was in my unit, and they're like, you know, hey man, grab your wallet, grab your ID. Um, you know, we're we're gonna go for a drive. You know, with all of the flying and everything, I was just like completely tired. And next thing I know, they're nudging me. It's just like, give me your ID. And so I like hand up the ID to them. And then the next time I was like, they start nudging me again. And then I wake up and they're like, hey, we're here. We were in the heart of Paris. Wow. And, and I was just like, how cool. Oh, this is awesome. Nobody told me. <laughs> and, and I remember driving past it. And it really was a, what the yeah. bleep is that? But Unexpected. knowing... Yeah. Uh, knowing that, you know, where my path was going, because, I mean, I went into the army, let's be honest, to, you know, for the college money and to, to go into architecture school that I looked at it and I'm just like, all right, that's that's choice. <laughs> I mean, right. bold. it was bold move. It, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what I'm looking at. I mean, I'm not sophisticated yet or ever, but but it's 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 a choice. It's interesting. I've never seen anything. Like, I mean, especially coming from, you know, the States, never seen anything like that before mm. in my life, unless mm. it was like a sewage treatment plant or something like that. <laughs> now you're going back to my childhood because that's what my dad did. Does. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, you know, yeah. I mean, you're just like it was wow. And and so people have I don't, I don't even know where the hell we were going with it, but like it just. It was those things. And then now think about it, like fast forward. I mean, now both of the two architects who were involved with that have made a career out of making kind of these like bold statement choice architecture. Right. And and so they literally have been. Kind of like that, that's what they're, you know, like their career started there. Right. But it became so. How did they sell so, that? Yeah. That idea. I mean, because you think about it, like, you know, you got Richard Rogers and that's the one I knew. Uh, <laughs> so so there's this little known Italian architect who you know oh, does yeah. these. Yeah. The one guy. Which one guy? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I watch you struggle. Oh, my, my brain. I'll give you an- right another now. hint. New York Times building. Yeah, I know. I know. I know exactly who it is. The Whitney, like, yeah, I, I know who it is. <laughs> I just can't pull it out of my brain. I'm suffering from the, the agedness. Agedness. The oldness? Is that a better way to say it? Oh, uh, that's funny. I, I know, you're older than me. I and know, you're, right? You're smarter, too. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I doubt. Renzo. Renzo, Renzo thank Renzo. you. <laughs> I'm like, I could actually see, like, it's an instrument. <laughs> yeah is it a piano yeah <laughs> but i mean now think about it think about like where their career has gone oh yeah and think think about like the styles that they've like developed for themselves and it was rooted in the birth of like that building I totally mean, totally you, know, you can totally you, you, see the the dna yeah yeah ex- yeah yeah and, and so you know and then you and you do have like followers of 
like of Renzo and you do have followers of Richard Rogers. I mean, you know, these are people who are still hired today to give them that kind of avant-garde style that, you know, their career started with at, you know, I mean, I'm sure it started before the, the Pompidou center, but sure, you know, sure. was really kind of launched off of the Pompidou center. Mm. Yeah. Um, the launch. There you go. That's the, the launch pad. Yeah. They do and, have a launch pad. Yeah. There's each one of these that we've t- kind of talked about have a, a launch pad project for sure. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is that put you on the and, map and, and I, I like, Anytime I go to New York and I go to the New York Times building, I look at this and I just look at like the mastery of like these layering of like this exposed structure and just, you know, the the perfect alignments of things where he's got cross bracing that aligns with the stair runs and all of right. these other things. And there's just like this beautiful layering effect of it's structure like and use. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, all the grid lines align, all of them everywhere, every surface. But, you know, I, I mean, even though I have, you know, like, feel like, you know, he, he's he's an amazing architect and he's, you he know, did it all amazing himself, right? he, he detailed all that. Well, <laughs> you know, yes, we, we know that he didn't because I actually know a few people who worked on that building as as project architects and stuff. So. But, you know, the thing about it is, is that like, you know, people revere him, people, you know, there are people sure. who i mean I, one of my bosses is like you know you can't say anything wrong about renzo i mean to be quite honest with you i don't have anything wrong to say about renzo but what i'm saying is that if you were around him you better not say anything you know wrong about <laughs> mm-hmm. renzo because mm-hmm. he will be quick to you know correct you on you know why renzo is the most amazing thing since sliced bread really? which is pretty amazing this is your friend or renzo himself uh no <laughs> no one of my bosses okay um so he's a, he's a he's all gold in your in the he in, is, in their eyes in, yeah. in in his eyes they're all gold do no and, wrong. And, and we're actually doing a second project with renzo's office which is kind of awesome but i'm not involved with it but you know <laughs> the royal we your 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 firm there are you. there are stories to be told about like the interaction so mm. you know <laughs> that's for an uh that's for a a private episode of arcus <laughs> yeah. stories stories from the from the the war rooms can you just imagine how many stories we could get out of people if they were willing to talk about things like that yeah, that would be fun i kind of doubt that they would be you don't want to burn those bridges or stuff but i'm Do sure there anonymously. are so many stories out let, there let us of, know if like if, working with Audience needs to let us know if this should happen or if they can help make it happen. Exactly. It would exactly. be fun. I mean, and it would also probably be risky. Well, I, I didn't want to say risky, but I mean, like sad, like, no, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> there would be a lot of, a lot of glass shattered potentially. Right. So I was, uh, I was watching, um, uh, world's, oh God, what is that? that show on Netflix and it's all about, you know, houses and there's an architect and an actress. Yeah. 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 World's. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. World's most amazing homes or places or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, he reveres Brian McKay lions and they were do, you know, they were driving up to the two, two hall house. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites, um, by Brian McKay lions, you know, is one of my favorite architects. Mm -hmm. And I, I am, 
I'm one of these people who like truly do not care about celebrity. It's like the most unimportant thing to me. I don't care how big of a person, small of a person, whatever it is that you're all just people. So there is no, no, like I, I have no stars in my eyes for anything. I just, I admire the work that the guy does. Mm -hmm. And, and so this guy like really admires this, the work that uh, Brian does. And, you know, he was worried that if he like went and visited this house that, you know, what it, what is it? You, you don't want to meet your heroes or, mm. you know, never meet your heroes because yeah. they don't live up to the expectations just, that just you have. Disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing that as an architect, it doesn't matter what building you're at or whatever, you're going to find something wrong with it. And there's, you know, you picked apart a, a couple of little things, but overall, you know, it was just like, it still kind of reaffirmed his like love of, you know, the, the work Brian does. And so, you know, there was nothing like earth shattering of like, Oh my God, you know, I've put my faith in this, you know, this architect and they failed me because it's just a facade, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> it's nothing like that, but you know, it's just like you, you kind of this like, like, I, I, I don't get it. Just like you don't get like, you know, sports, you know, like mm -hmm. hero worship and stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't get like, I mean, we all do the same. <laughs> we all do the same thing. Got our own way. We yeah. have like totally gone off, on, gone off on a tangent here from where we had started, but it's all just kind of, you all suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. that, that's not going to make it in. <laughs> <laughs> or it might. Who knows? Or it might. <laughs> Well, where but, you had, where you headed? You headed off to uh, the, uh, the Michigan. Yes, the Mitten State. The Mitten State. The oven. Yes. Mitt. Cool, so, man. It's not an oven mitt. <laughs> it's cold there. It's a winter mitten. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's you what I know. Nothing. I told you you're smarter than me. Just uh, we've got like. Three different graduation parties to attend this uh, this weekend, and then um, I get to uh, drive down and go to the great state of Georgia to take care of a speeding ticket for my child. Why do you have to do that? Because you're afraid he won't do it right. <laughs> no, I mean I'm just going to be there with him. I mean it. He's got to do it. Got to go but, there, huh? You know, like, but Game. yeah, uh, it is, it is, but you know, I mean, I don't really want him to chance, you know, having any like points or anything or, you know, the suspension of his license in the state of Georgia, which is what the, if he, what they said is if he doesn't show up, he will be, he will have, uh, um, an automatic, uh, suspension of his driving privileges in the state of Georgia. And so he's like, well, that's fine. I'll just drive around it. Like. So if you ever go home to visit family in Florida, your option is drive don't, illegally don't through, caught. yeah, yeah dr drive illegally through Georgia or drive through Alabama. Right. Yeah. Have fun yeah, with that. Good luck. <laughs> Pick the lesser of two evils. Just, just do the right thing and go down there. And so that's what we're going to do. And, uh, the cool thing is, is that there is a, the route that I took to go from Michigan, the Detroit area down to basically it's, it's right at the border of Florida and Georgia. Oh God, you gotta like, go all the way to the bottom, all the way to the bottom, which 
summarizes, you know, in no, 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 going to avoid that one. It's too yeah, easy. Good, good call. Yeah. However, almost, almost had to recover yeah, again. Almost. <laughs> yeah. However, there is one stop. I, I, I kind of noticed how it was going to take us through West Virginia, you know, through, you know, Ohio and into West Virginia. And we will be like within just a few miles of a place that my daughter has been begging me to go to, which is Point Pleasant. And if you know anything about folklore of Point Pleasant, that was where the Mothman occurrences mm. happen. And, you know, like everybody's got like their their little like, you know, monster folklore, like mm-hmm. the Jersey Devil. And well, the Mothman is uh, Western West Virginia's take on that and she's big into folklore big into monster folklore she's even bought herself a monster hunting jacket awesome <laughs> yeah and of uh, course it's it's emblazoned with a bunch of pins of different monsters and everything sweet. so i wonder whose offspring she is i have no idea where <laughs> that comes from uh long car rides with with lots of stories yeah she uh, listens to lore a lot and a lot of horror flicks, and now she's like, now she's getting into watching horror movies and everything else. So uh, awesome! Well, that'll so, be fun, I guess. That's a long drive. Jeez, it is. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just going to be a lot of driving. Is what it's going to be. 